This morning, we begin a, a series called Into the Unknown, because as we learned last year, every new year holds the potential for things we have no idea what they're going to be like. And so I wouldn't stand here this morning and begin to, to talk to you about how to live your life in 2021, uh, thinking that we will know what's going to happen. But when I was a kid, my, my teachers taught me a poem, or at least a, a part of a poem, from Robert Frost, the American poet, Pulitzer Prize-winning poet, actually. And yet, m many of us forget these words, and so I would remind them uh, to you today and commend them to you. It, it simply um, it, it is a poem that, that says these simple words, two roads diverged in a wood, and I I took the one less traveled by, and that, that has made all the difference. Later on in my life, I read a book by M. Scott Peck called The Road Less Traveled. And as I've contemplated where we're going in 2021, it's dawned on me that, that there needs to be a, a way for us to enter into the unknown, trusting the one who holds everything. That's right, everything. Our past, our present, our future. That's who Jesus Christ is. And so, over these next few weeks, we're going to, we're going to look into Scripture, in, into a portion of Scripture from the book of Acts that describes the, the very first journey that the church made beyond itself, beyond its, its geographic boundaries. The, the church in Antioch had become the, the center of the activity for that early first century church. And God had been using the people there in amazing ways. And, and now, now He begins to speak to them and, and to send them out from where they are, much like we are. You see, in 2020, the church left the building, but the church is still the church. And wherever you are today and, and whatever your life looks like today, you've got to know if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, you are a part of the church. You don't have to join. You don't have to have someone vote you in or out. It's that commitment to Jesus Christ that puts you in the body of Christ. And as a member of the body of Christ, God has a plan. He has a path for you to walk. I wouldn't dare tell you that there are five steps to how to have a happy life in 2021. Uh, we've all learned this last year that, that there aren't five steps to anything that are successful. No, no, no. What, what it is, is is it's an invitation to a journey. It's what Robert Frost was talking about. We, we stand in the woods looking at two roads that diverge, and we've got a choice, a choice to make. Will we follow the road less traveled? Or will we, will we just go with the crowd and follow down the path that everybody else is, is walking? And I want to suggest to you this morning, I, I want to propose to you on this first Sunday in 2021 that, that you and I are invited into a journey with Jesus Christ. And as we're invited into that journey, we, we can trust Him, not to give us the, the mandated steps, but to to invite us into the relationship, onto a journey, into the unknown, and we can find the path for our life. 
Listen to the story from Acts chapter 13 of the early church and how they, how they found their path. Listen, verse 4 of Acts chapter 13. So Barnabas and Paul, being sent out by the Holy Spirit, went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the Word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had John Mark to assist them. When they had gone through the whole island as far as Paphos, they, they came upon a certain magician, a, a Jewish false prophet named Bar-Jesus, or Son of Jesus. He was with the proconsul, the Roman proconsul. Sergius Paulus, a man of intelligence who, who summoned Barnabas and Saul and, and sought to hear the Word of God. But Elamus, that's the magician Bar-Jesus' name, that, that's what it means, the magician, opposed them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from faith in Jesus Christ. But Saul, who was also called Paul by those who were of Roman culture, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at Bar-Jesus, Elamus, and said, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, full of all deceit and villainy, you, will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you will be blind and unable to see the sun for a time. And immediately mist and darkness fell upon him, and he went about seeking people to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed when he saw what had occurred, for he was astonished at the teachings of the Lord. Now, I read you that story, and I call it to your attention, and I commend it to your consideration so that, so that you, you can join me on the path into the unknown, just like Barnabas and Paul and John Mark were going into the unknown in their first century life, sent there by the Spirit. We are being called into the unknown. We are being sent out into a world where we've got choices to make. And it's an interesting story for me, the, this story from Acts chapter 13, because because in it, there are, some, there are some principles about how you find the path. Because every one of us has a path. God has a path for you. He, he has a path for your life, a journey He wants you to join Him on. And your path will take you to different places than my path, except that these paths, if we are following Jesus Christ, if we're walking with Him as members of the body of Christ, our paths will come together and our paths will ultimately end in the presence of God. So how do you find that path? In a world as crazy as ours, how do you find the path to God? Well, the, the first thing I want to suggest to you that we learn from this story, you have to know the entire story of the book of Acts to fully understand. Because you see, the, the first thing we've got to learn is that finding a path for our life begins with with a willingness to be led by God to places you've already been with a message that has changed you. Now, I want to say that again because it's a mouthful. Finding a path for your life begins with a willingness to be led by God to places you've already been 
but you're going now with a message that has changed you. You see, Barnabas was not always known as Barnabas. Barnabas was known as Joseph. And Joseph from Cyprus was a Levite, a, a Jewish leader who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover. And there, when Pentecost took place, when the, when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was upon the church in Jerusalem and the disciples and, and thousands of people were converted to following Jesus Christ, Joseph from Cyprus was one of those people. And he was, he was surnamed or renamed by the church Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. But he was from Cyprus. See, I think it's an amazing story to know that when the Holy Spirit sent Paul and Barnabas and John Mark out of Antioch to go share the gospel of Jesus Christ, he didn't send them somewhere they'd never been. He sent them to a place where Barnabas knew the people, and the people knew Barnabas. See, I think sometimes when we're looking for the path of our life, we think we've got to go find something novel, something, something we've never done before, to go to a place we've never been before. And, and yet what the Scripture teaches us is that when we are changed by Jesus Christ, we have an opportunity, we, we have a, a responsibility even, we have this chance to go and, and show those who know us best how Jesus has changed us. In 2021, I would suggest to you that if you want to find the path for your life, then start by allowing Jesus Christ to change you and letting God lead you into places where you can tell people, where we, you can show people who you are now because of who Jesus Christ is. They know what you used to be like. They know how you used to act. They know your foibles. They know your failures. They know your successes. But what they don't know is that how all of those have been changed by the presence of God in your life. Years ago, when uh, my wife Becky and I were meeting with the leadership of Eastside Church, considering the, the possibility of coming as pastors of this church, we'd been through a a meeting that was several hours long. And, and as we talked and dialogued, it, it just was becoming more and more apparent that, that this might, might be what God wanted us to do, to, to leave the church we loved in Daytona Beach, Florida, and, and come here to Anderson, Indiana, and serve Eastside Church and this community. And, and, and in the process, I had questions. And, and even as that, that dialogue was happening, I remember looking around the table at that they recall, refer to them as a search committee. And, and as, I, as I looked at that, at that group of people, I realized there were some people in there who had known me since I was 18 years old. We had gone to college together. They knew me when I was a college freshman. They knew stuff about me from my life and I had never pastored anyone who had known me since I was 18. I'd never been the leader of a congregation where there were people in the congregation who had been my professors or had been my teachers or had been my leaders. And now we were praying and talking about this possibility. And I remember looking around the conference room where we were seated at the table after all of this dialogue. And finally, I, I looked at, at them and I said, guys, I, I've just got one question. Why in the world are you asking me to consider coming to be your pastor? You know me. You've known me since I was 18 years old, some of you. And it got really quiet in the room. And, and one of the men in the room sat there for just a moment, and he smiled, 
a very, very genuine, authentic smile. And he said, Carrie, we're asking you to consider being our pastor because you're not the same man you used to be. God has done something in your life. That Kerry that I knew when he was 18, I, I would have never asked him to be my pastor, but, but you, you're not that Kerry anymore. When Barnabas and Saul and John Mark landed on the island of Cyprus, and they went to the synagogues, Barnabas Joseph of Cyprus. He was going back to the places where people knew him, and now suddenly they saw he was not the same man he was before because Jesus had changed his life. What I, what I want to say to you is that 2021 is an opportunity for you on the path of your life to go back into the places where people know you and they know what you're like, and for you to live out in front of them, to live out with them, what Jesus Christ has done in your life. And in the process, as you do that, you're going to discover that God is changing you and he uses that change in you to make a change in other people. Look at the scripture again. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, just a little ways down to a port city from Antioch. And there they sailed to Cyprus. And when they arrived at Salamis, the port in Cyprus, they proclaimed the word of God in the synagogue of the Jews, and they had John to assist them. They went to the places they knew. But when they, when they went to the places they knew, they discovered things. They discovered that now that Jesus had changed their life, that they, uh, they had a new set of values. They had things that had to be different now and things that were different now. And one of those things was that they were required now by their faith in Jesus Christ to recognize the difference between truth and untruth. See, finding a path for your life, it requires recognizing the difference between truth and untruth. As you're living out the change in your life, now you've got to depend upon God to show you, to let you know where the truth is, and you'll be able to see it on this path into the unknown when you walk with Jesus Christ. And so here's, here's what I, I want you to see. I want you to see how God put them in a place where Barnabas knew, where Joseph of Cyprus knew the people, and the people knew him, and they saw the change in his life, and now, now he meets this person named Bar-Jesus. Bar-Jesus is like Barnabas. Barnabas means son of encouragement. Bar-Jesus was presenting himself as a son of Jesus. But even though he was presenting himself as a son of Jesus, his real name was Elamus. And he was a magician. And in that first century, Jewish magicians would often be powerful people and come alongside people of position in order to get money and wealth and fame for themselves. And this man had heard about Jesus and, and someone was proclaiming himself to be a son of Jesus. You see, there are some people who claim to be followers of Jesus who are really not following the path of Jesus. They're just following the path of their life in order to gain things for themselves. They've really not been changed by Jesus. They've just heard about Jesus, and, and they're not different because of Jesus. They're just using the name of Jesus. Look at the story in Acts chapter 13, verse 6. When they had gone through the whole island 
as far as Paphos, which was the, the largest city there, then they came upon a certain magician, a Jewish false prophet named Bar-Jesus. He was with the proconsul Sergius Paulus. I love this. A man of intelligence. Luke wants us to know this was no fool. A man of intelligence who summoned Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Elamus, the magician, for that is the meaning of his name, opposed them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. And so here are Barnabas and Saul and John Mark showing people the change that Jesus makes in their life. And here's this man, Bar-Jesus, the one who's an imposter, the one who's using the name of Christ to cover, the, to, to, to cover himself and give himself position and prestige. See, that, that happens in our world in the 21st century just like it did in the first century. There are people who call the name of Christ who haven't been changed by Jesus Christ. They're not really Christ followers. They're, they're politically or religiously or, or culturally identified with the Christian faith, but they're, they're not changed. And like Bar-Jesus, when they see real truth, when they see truth coming, it, it imposes upon their life. It, it threatens them, and so they pull back, and, and like Bar-Jesus, they begin to, they begin to turn others away from a real commitment to Jesus. And, and that's that's where this path into the unknown gets very, very interesting. The, the next few verses that I read for you earlier are, are full of some really interesting pieces. First of all, we do know Sergius Paulus. There are historical records of this man being the proconsul, the Roman proconsul, which means he was the most powerful government authority on the island of Cyprus. He represented Rome. And there are records of his presence there that you can find outside of the biblical narrative that let us know that this is a, this is a real person and, and this was a real story. And when you're finding a path into the unknown where, where you're showing people the change that's happened in your life and now you begin to recognize the difference between truth and untruth, something happens. And it happened for Barnabas and Paul. You see, when you find a path for your life that lets you recognize the difference between truth and untruth, it creates in you a courage, a courage to choose truth even in the face of the opposition. Now, this, this dialogue, actually it's a diatribe between Paul, Saul, and Bar-Jesus is an interesting thing. In fact, when some of you hear it, when I read it earlier, your, your ears perked up and you're like, isn't that harsh? Isn't that mean? I mean, when you find truth and you have to come and you, you state the truth in the face of the untruth and, and the opposition, that, that's just harsh, Pastor Kerry. That, that's just mean. No, 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 no. No, I, I want to show you something about this story. I'll read it with me again. But Saul, who was also called Paul, now, it's important that Luke lets us know this because what he's letting us know is that, is that there's the, both the Hebrew understanding of who this man was and the Roman understanding. And that Roman understanding gave him an opportunity to actually, to actually dialogue with a Roman proconsul. But when he saw what Bar-Jesus was doing, every time Barnabas and, and, and Saul would, would say something to 
would say something to, to the Roman proconsul Sergius Paulus about who Jesus was, and this bar Jesus would come around and try to conflict the, 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 the mind of the proconsul. Finally, finally, Paul just looks at him and filled with the Spirit of God says, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, full of all deceit and villainy, will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you will be blind and unable to see the sun for a time. And immediately mist and darkness fell upon him, and he went about seeking people to lead him by the hand. When I first read that story, I, I, I was like, Paul, you're just you know, calling down hellfire on the people who oppose you. I don't know if you've ever met people like that or not. People who anytime somebody opposes them, they're the devil. You are the devil. I, when, I was a, when I was a college student, uh, there was a, a classmate of mine, actually a, a teammate of mine, who, who had grown up in, in a, a more liturgical church tradition than, than the one I was a part of in the church of God. But he had a faith in Christ, and, 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 and yet there was a, another student, a, a young man who, who loved to be a zealot for Jesus. And he would walk around campus, this young man would, and, and when he would see somebody, he would say, well, you've got an aura around you. You've got a green aura or a, or a red aura or some color of an aura. And, and a red aura was, a, was considered to be something of the devil. And he walked up to my friend who was from a, a more liturgical background, whose faith was not expressed in the same ways that, that my faith was expressed. And, and this other student looked at him and said, you've got a red aura around you. Now, what he didn't really understand about my liturgical friend was that my liturgical friend was an all-American linebacker. He was a man who, who handled things physically in, in most of his life. And what happened was that when that man looked at him and said, look, you have a red aura around you, he'd never had those words said to him before. He didn't understand what to do with it. And so he just took his emotions and did what he did with anything he opposed. He popped him in the nose. I mean, he just, bam, right there. And the other guy's nose is bleeding. He's like, oh, oh I told you, you're of the devil. You're of the devil. And, and, and my liturgical friend looked at me and said, I'm not of the devil. I know who Jesus is. He's my Savior. I just don't go around talking about it like that. And there's sometimes when I read Scripture or I hear people in our culture and they're talking about Jesus wants this and Jesus wants that and we've got to oppose these people and we've got to oppose that untruth, I, I, I get that same feeling of lack of consideration for the faith of someone else. And that's this story you say, Pastor, how you see that in this story? Because think about this for a minute, okay? Just like you've got to remember that, that Joseph of Cyprus became Barnabas, and they went back to a place where the people knew him, you also have to know this, right? You, you have to know that Paul, Saul, was trying to help Bar-Jesus. You say, what do you mean? Well, it was obvious Bar-Jesus was a follower of untruth. He was opposing the truth of the gospel. And, and Saul, Saul had been a man who was an op opposer of the gospel. Do you remember how Saul was converted to Christianity? You remember what it took in his life? It took Saul being blinded on the road to Damascus. It took Saul having a confrontation with God. What Saul is doing here in the presence of a Roman proconsul and the face of a false prophet is he's saying to the false prophet, look, this is what changed my life. 
I was made blind until God let me see. So I'm going to give you the same gift I received. I'm going to make you blind until you're led around by the hand, like I was led around by the hand, so that you can find the place where Jesus changes your life, just like I found the reality that he has changed my life. If we read the scriptures in isolation from one another, if we don't understand the full story, we miss the power of the gospel. Paul is not being vengeful. He's not being hateful. He's, he's not vindictive toward this false prophet. No, no, what, what he's trying to do is to help the man. In 2021, I want to encourage you on the path of your life. When you go back into the places so people can see what Jesus has done for you, when you go into those spots of life where you, where you need him to be showing you truth versus untruth, and when you find people who are of untruth and they are opposing the gospel of Jesus Christ, I want to encourage you, do for them what God did for you. Love them through their confusion. Lead them. As David said in the 23rd Psalm, in paths of righteousness for God's namesake. Paul wasn't being mean to Bar-Jesus. He was trying to help Bar-Jesus. And when you and I can enter into the world around us, to the people all around us who don't know Jesus Christ, to the people all around us, even those who are the bar Jesus of our generation, the false prophets of our generation, if our heart for them can be their redemption, if our heart for them can be their conversion to Jesus Christ, if our heart for them can be the love of Christ expressed in us, 2021 and the rest of your life will be an amazing revelation of the grace and glory of God. For you see, finding a path for life lets the people around you see the impact Jesus has made on your life. I love the last part of this story, the part we, it's all we ever see. We don't hear about these people again in anywhere else in Scripture. But, but this Roman proconsul, this man of intelligence who had been invited by Barnabas and Saul into a relationship with Jesus Christ enters that relationship because he believed when he saw the way Saul, Paul, handled the false prophet, for he was astonished at the teaching of the Lord. He was astonished that, that Saul made Bar-Jesus blind? No. He had seen Bar-Jesus do magic tricks. It wasn't the miraculousness of it that amazed him. It was the teaching of the Lord, which is that in your opposition to truth, in your devotion to untruth, God still cares about you enough to speak truth into your life. This morning... I'm wondering who in your world, who in your life needs to have an experience like Sergius Paulus did where they can see the impact of Jesus on you and your changed life in 2021 will impact them. Who is it 
on your Isle of Cyprus, in your place where people know you, that needs to see Jesus in you? I told you earlier that we would come to the Lord's table today. For you see, it's at the table that that Jesus said to his disciples, I'm going to die. And when I die, you need to know the way I die is no accident. It's a plan for you. This body where I've done miracles and taught you and walked with you on the path of life, it's going to be placed on a cross. And so every time you take the bread that you've taken to celebrate your freedom from Egypt, from now on, I I want you to remember me, my body, that I give up for you. And, And every time you drink the cup, the cup that is a symbol of the blood of the Passover lamb. I want you to to remember that I'm the lamb of God, to take the bread and the cup that you've prepared and be reminded that, that on this first Sunday in a brand new year, in the midst of a global pandemic, your path of life can still be the path of a changed life. It can still be the path of a of a life of truth, not untruth. A a life of courage to face the untruth with the truth of the grace and love and mercy of Jesus. And that others, others will be impacted by the way you live this life. Would you pray with me? Abba, Papa, you teach us so much through the stories of 2,000 years ago. But you don't teach them to us just so we can have the information. You teach them to us so that in this, our lifetime, we can follow the same path. We can stand in the path and make the choice for the one less traveled, and it will make all the difference in the world. So this morning, as we take the bread and we take the cup, We remember that that is indeed the path less chosen and that Jesus, you are the one who gives us new life and leads us on this journey of faith. For it's in your strong name that we pray. Amen.